Peace, love, and life, and peace, love, and light. Welcome, stay, come again. I'm your host, Him Not Them. Got to give and always will a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Killer Mike, Exit 9, featuring Blast, off his new project, Michael. Killer Mike is him on the MC side of things, you know. If you really like that boom bap, mixed with that lyrical, mixed with that trap, Killer Mike is the way to go. I actually like him as he, you know, teeters and puts his feet, puts his feet and big toe in politics and being an activist. I like a lot of things that he say. I don't necessarily agree with all the things that he say, just like anyone who presents information. But at the same time, Killer Mike is someone that I do um, respect when it comes to opinion. I think he had like a Netflix, excuse me. I think he had a Netflix series where he was trying to only shop black for a day and showing how difficult it was down to the manufacturer of whatever he was trying to accomplish that day. Like one day it'll be food and then one day it'll be clothing. You dig what I'm saying? And each day would be a different task on trying to find someone who just owns it outright black. And it showed how very little percentage of American American wealth is in the melanated community. But his new music sounds pretty good. Check it out. Greetings and salutations. Hopefully the family is doing well. We're going to hop right into it. Yeah, man. June is going by pretty fast. I don't know if anybody's paying attention. And I'm starting the installment with this because I just realized it as I got prepared to record. I was so anxious for the school year to be over that the school year is over damn near at the end of the month. And I didn't necessarily run through this month. I don't want anyone to feel like we've kind of ran through it. But I will acknowledge that it's been accelerated. The weekend that just passed was June Juneteenth and Father's Day, which was a great way to like usher out June and enter in July. We still have one we still have one more installment family, so don't worry. But with this weekend just passing, it was a great way to usher in a new season. I know a lot of great fathers. I had a great father figure. But a lot of people in my like my, my good men are fathers. You know what I'm saying? A shout out to them. And individuals who are really showing up in their kid's life. And the stigma and the propaganda and the agenda will always try to lay a heavy hand on the lack of fathers in homes. When the reality is that a lot of black fathers are at home. Right? If we just listen to the boob tube, we'll get lost. You know? 
when I also think about us celebrating Juneteenth the same weekend, it's like one of the early tactics that the corporation used to dismantle the melanated community was to dismantle the melanated family. So to be able to celebrate our freedom, quote unquote, and to celebrate fatherhood, in particular melanated father, fatherhood, it it presented promise for me. I felt good. You know, this school year, I, I met a, a lot more fathers. And I have to be, you know, I got to have what they call it, kudos. Got to give kudos to that. Like I've been mentioning through, um, like I've been mentioning on a lot of the latest installments, we can't just weigh the bads and keep measuring the bads. We have to look at what's good and start tallying that, you know, take what take what comes from that what we can and start tallying them up. And meeting black fathers this year was a good tally up, you know what I'm saying? Um, Juneteenth in particular, um, it was just an opportunity for people to really understand how corrupt and two-faced this country is, I mean, this corporation is. And for people not to know about Juneteenth, I can't really speak down on that because I once had to learn that and it was late. It was 2015 and Juneteenth happened in 1865. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's crazy to even really put into words the idea behind it and how even then America had an opportunity to right their wrongs and they didn't with Reconstruction, which was only a nine year period. I don't know if it was nine. I can't. I might be. My math might be wrong. But from nineteen, from eighteen sixty-five to eighteen seventy-two was Reconstruction, and Juneteenth was. I think it was either eighteen sixty-five or eighteen sixty-seven. Whichever the case may be. The point that it, the point I'm making is that the corporation had nine years or X amount of years to help us get on our feet, and they didn't. Instead, they doubled down. So just to highlight the weekend just passed, it's great to see the father stepping up in a child's life. But we also have to recognize that this corporation has been corrupt since its inception. And to deny anything called to call the truth a conspiracy theory is, is shameful behavior. <laughs> you understand me? And anyone who is wrongfully defending what is wrong, you understand me? I can't have a conversation with them. And I'll just leave that there. While we're here, you know, talking about the past, not only American history, but melanated history. It's, um, excuse the people outside. It's, it feels good to have the, the strength to talk about it now. Because when I first learned this information, it used to make me very angry. And the anger used to come out in the message, and, and at times it wouldn't be clear. To have experience and to have time to digest the, the harmful truths, you know, getting the information out is what's more important. How we feel about it, we can, we can handle behind closed doors. But as long as the information is up front, that's what should take precedent. With that being said, you always hear me shout out the ancestors and the elders at the top of the installments. That's because I have an understanding that even though they're not here in the physical, they're, they're in our presence, they're in our space, in our ethers, you understand? And we feel them, we hear them, we see them in indirect manners, and we overlook it sometimes, we pick it up on others. A lot of people look at synchronicity when it comes with numbers. I equate that to our ancestors sending codes to us and sending blessings. Shit like that. 
You dig what I'm saying? And when I came across this information in 2020, I was starting to realize the divide between the elders and the youth. And I felt it, I felt as though at this time I needed an installment that reminded us the importance of respecting our elders. Most elders have a perspective that can help the youth from their own can help the youth from their own perspective. When we're young, we think we know everything. The elders are there to protect us from ourselves. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? We can't sit here and actually think that we know everything and we've only been on the world. We've only been in existence 16, 17 years or 22 or 24 years. You know, life comes at us fast in some areas and sometimes it don't. Some people overcome, some people underwhelm. The point that I'm making is to find that medium is to find some elders that's going to help us protect us from the stupid decisions that we make. Elders are also there to aspire us, you know. And what I mean by the proper elder can inspire you to want to get old. That's why young people don't like getting old because when they see people around them that's not too far away, it's like, oh, I don't want to get old. I can't be like them because there might be poor examples of eldership in their presence, in their immediate presence. And having to, re having to reintroduce the idea that some elders are here to help you and to guide you can take some breaking down and building up. You dig what I'm saying? It's, it's a huge loss for society not to offer such counsel and experience to others, especially the youth. As an individual that's slowly finding himself in the OG uncle lane, you understand? It's, I'm not going to say it's imperative. I just, I take grave responsibility on being, on being someone that can somewhat guide. I'm not a, uh, I don't know what that person is. I'm not a person that plays with puppets. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know what that person's called. But I can't be that. But I can be a person that can guide, can write a script, can guide you, can put you in a position. That's what we do here at 30 Talk. We're all about solutions. We're here to help each other, to guide each other. And we can't, we got to shrink this divide between the elders and the youth. Our first break. Yes, family, that was Zay featuring Dram, Conflicted. I like that. I might have to put that on the playlist. Before we move forward, I just want to remind the family it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to smile. It's okay to ask for help. We are closing out the sixth month. Not just yet, but it's slowly approaching. Let's take into account, let's take into account all the time that's passed. 
and put the effort to the time that's in front of us. For our for our relationship talk moment of the evening, I want to speak about the vetting process. All right. Not too much on it. Just enough to put emphasis on why it's important to ask certain questions when getting to know someone. Or even once you're comfortable with someone, asking the difficult questions. Um, vetting isn't just something that should be done in the beginning of a relationship, platonic or romantic. Vetting can be a strategy used to get to the truth. You know, even in relationships, people try to find, not even try, people find ways to hide, you know, certain results, certain aspects of themselves, whatever the case may be. Um, vetting can be a tool used to get to the truth. So I say all that to say is that even when pursuing relationships, vetting is important, but even using it as a tool in relations in a relationship to get to the to get to the truth is just as important. As I read over the notes, I'm still reading the obstacle is the way. And I'm just moving further along through this book. And it's just showing me how we've often not misconstrued, but looked how we our perception i guess that's the word that they use often in this book is perception 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 i was trying to find another word to use but it really is no other one that's because we are in control of our perception there's usually there's usually a reality and then there's perception our perception genuinely generally dictates the reality me as an individual if I have an understanding of that, I want to make sure that I have a strong hold or strong hold over my perception so I can have a prosperous reality. So when I think about what I am in control over, I am in control over my emotions, my creativity, and my perspective. With those three alone, what stands out to me obviously is my creativity as I try to expand this platform, but my emotions and my perspective. If my emotions are high, my perspective will be off. If my emotions are low, my perspective will be underwhelming. You understand? So if we are of the understanding that emotions play a big part in whatever outcomes we desire to have, we have to try to resonate at a level that gives us achievable momentum. You understand? So our perspective can be high and we can reach our desired outcomes. We are also in control of our judgment our attitude, and our determination. For me, out of these three, judgments, yeah, you know, we shouldn't be quick to judge or give benefit of the doubt. That's something that comes with practice and a situational basis. But for me, our determination is what should stand out, at least moving forward through 2023. We should be determined to finish strong. We should be determined to finish with consistency, at some type of level, and we should be determined to finish with purpose, to leave our stamp, to leave our mark. Um, in order to enjoy our present, we have to be determined to be in the present, you know, taking advantage of what's in front of us. We have to focus on what our power is because it can not only mag magnify the powers that we have, but enhance the ones we don't. We gotta be determined to focus on the now. And I'll just take a quick pause. 
when I think about this information, I just read this two, two or three days ago. So it's still relatively fresh to me. But I felt it was necessary to share with the family because we are moving into a space where we should be no longer relying on too many outside sources to motivate us. If any, not if, when we decide to become better at whatever we want to become better at, we will start to receive signals and signs in relation to it. We hinder and block ourselves. When I say we control our emotions, our emotions can be our biggest threat because it can work for us or it can work against us. It's like one of them Sour Patch Kids. You understand? My favorite one of them <laughs> is when Shorty tried to sneak back in the house and the, and the candy let the alarm off. And then when mom and dad come downstairs, the, the Sour Patch Kid and the kid is having a conversation like they've been downstairs the whole time. And that was, that was kind of funny to me. I say all that to say is that our emotions can be working with us or they can work against us. We should be determined to change our perspective so we can get our desired results. All right. Lastly, before we get into our last break, um, the extent of our struggle determines the extent of our growth. The obstacle isn't a disadvantage. It's an advantage. Why do we think that an obstacle an obstacle? <laughs> Why do we think that an obstacle is an advantage? That's because we often think that we have to try to get over the obstacle. Maybe it's something that we should have learned that we can use so we won't be stopped by something like that again moving forward. We have to start to learn how to gather these tools, right? And not, and not be so repellent to, to adversity, you know? And when we speak about the extent of our struggle is the extent of our growth. A rose grown through concrete, you know? Um, weathering the storm, right? Being able to say that you conquered or mastered any aspect of life shows growth. It's like a stripe. It's like a badge. And we shouldn't be scared to go through just a little bit of struggle so we can have just a little bit of growth. And just like any muscle in our body, the more that we train it and the more that we practice, the better we get, the stronger we, the stronger we, the stronger we will become. Right? And that's where I want us to be. Where I want to find us at some point of our growth is to fight through the struggle. And I'll just leave that there. Our last break. Yes, family, that was Reborn, Kanye West, Kid Cudi. Remember that time when Kanye was dropping like an album a month? An album a month? It was like him, Pusha T, Kid Cudi, 
I want to say Nas was in that. That little run. Um, what year was that? 2018? Yeah, that was crazy. I say all that because all of them was like seven songs. I say all that to say is that Kanye West is a genius. They gave him his money. Adidas is back selling his shoe. You understand what I'm saying? And I feel like we often question what we don't know, but we also ridicule it. And I want us to try to, not even try, I want us to stop doing that. It's stifling and it's being and it's being used rapidly, you know, putting our best entertainers, our best um, anybody that's of prowess in the melanated community. They got to try to tear you down. Um, look at Zion Williamson, that boy, 23 years old. And they putting that young man's sexual prowess on the streets. And these women are older than him acting like this, you know. And we often try to say that men be goofy and corny when it comes to uh, niggas with money, women with money and all this, bad hoes and all this. But these women be doing real goofy stuff too, right? And we got to um, stop hiding under the veil and pretending like that shit don't exist. To close this out, we're going to talk about Martha's Vineyard and the history of it. For me as an individual, I came across this information last year. I forget what show I was watching, and it was an all-black cast. It came out on Fox. It was only one season, but it was really good to me. And it was talking about the history of Martha's Vineyard. And I knew, I knew nothing about it, and it was a great show. It made me do my research, and it brought me to the information. At least five generations of Martha's Vineyards, excuse me, because <laughs> I'm just so excited, at least five generations of melanated creatives and professional class people spent their summers in Martha's Vineyard. And the town, Oak Bluff, has become the landmark of the black families that live out there or visit Oak Bluff. That's where the melanated pe people met up. You know what I'm saying? Martha's Vineyard was supposed to be some great vacation spot for the Caucasian. But you know the melanated people got to bring their sauce wherever they go. Oak Bluff was the space for us. In 1912, Charles Shearer, son of a slave and white owner, turned one of the colleges in Oak Bluff into its very first melanated shack for vacationers. Unfortunately, I'm using the word shack because that's the only thing that they had for us, but we got to start somewhere because we built it up. This is 1912. Juneteenth was 1865, 1867, 18, yeah, 1865-1867. Reconstruction was between 1865 and 1872, alright? So I put all these years in succession just in that short time frame, we had politicians, creatives, actresses, politicians. You name it, we had it, we did it. Yet they still treated us like second class. That's neither here nor there. Successful melanated people came from all over the country. Right? Oak Bluff was their second home. Maya Angelou described Oak Bluff as a safe place where they could be and not be questioned. I couldn't imagine walking through America and being questioned everywhere you're going. Where you going, boy? Where you coming from, boy? This and that, this and that. I couldn't imagine doing that. 
That's why I give credit to the ancestors and the elders because if it wasn't for their patience and strength, I don't know if half of us would be here. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't think we put enough onus and credit on how our elders, ancestors, who the elders that are amongst us and the ancestors who aren't, how much they really put forth for us, the, the promising ones. I know we got some ancient people around, but we're not focusing on them, right? We focus on the individuals that paved the way for us to even walk. You understand? Inkwell Beach was the place for us. The only reason why they called it, quote unquote, Inkwell, because the white people saw black people playing in the water and they associated with it being the color ink. I, I hate the Caucasian sometimes. <laughs> it is not all of it. It's just, you know, you can't absolve 200 years of slavery and 400 years of mistreatment. You understand what I'm saying? You just can't overlook it. And to think that it's still not matriculating and matriculating amongst us in its subtle ways, you'll be a fool, you know? And we relive history, we revisit history so we don't relive history. We just revisit it so we can have a different version moving forward. You understand? And I'll just leave that there. Look into Oak Bluff, look into Inkwell Beach. I think that was another movie made. It had like Lorenz Tate in it and like some other people in it. I think it's called like The Inkwell or something. Another one of the Martha Vineyard reference movies, right? Because when I got put on, I went down a rabbit hole. You feel what I'm saying? I was like, damn, why I know this information? Now I got to tell everybody about it. <laughs> so that's what I did. Hopefully we enjoyed this installment, family. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. We do have one more installment in the month of June. You are going to receive that because I'm going to do that, right? Hopefully we are finding our strength so we can be in control of our emotions and in other aspects of our lives. Um, look into Juneteenth. Celebrate your fathers. I'm your host, Him Not Them. If you really want to have this conversation with me, you got to talk to me 30. Peace. Stress on me